What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. It's got it's gonna be like a curse or something. Somebody cast a curse on me and my sister on our family line. Like, may you only hatch chicoritas. Ah, you trampled on my vegetable garden. I don't know. I don't know which is working nowadays, but that sounds like a modern day witch curse. But anyway. You're tuned into the GoCast Podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Updates, partnerships, and events, oh my. If you ask me, Mega Venusaur is a worthy sacrifice for the glory of Mega Gengar. How do you like your egg pools? Shaken up or scrambled? Will the congregation please dark rise and open your hymnals to week one of November? And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to GoCast episode 115. It's October 20th, yet another dark and rainy, but a Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and with me as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. What's up, Kyle? How's it going? It's going. It's going good. It's go- ooh, going good. I thought you were going to hit me with just the it's going, which is really oh. open to some creative license. You know what I mean? <laughs> so thanks for <laughs> defining that for us. Appreciate it. But before we get started here really quick, shout out to a brand new patron of ours, Christopher. Thank you very much. Not me, although I wouldn't rule myself out yet as a patron of our own show. Could do. Could do that. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you, Christopher. Really appreciate it. Oh, I also want to make a small plug really quick for a great podcast that had me on this past week in the episode that I was on has since been published. I was on episode 115 of the Pixels, Polygons, and Fun podcast. Thank you so much to all three of the hosts that I got to record with. I was very lucky. It was a very fun time. We talked about all sorts of different things like video games. We talked about AR gaming and a very specific section of that show. It was very fun. I will say, fair warning, they do not have a family-friendly tech. So if uh, if that's important to you, don't worry about it. But if you don't mind, it's a, it's a fun listen and I recommend it. And I'll try to remember to put a link in the show notes. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, when you're editing this, remember to do that. Okay, you got it, Chris. Thank you. All right, Kyle. It's been a week. Yep. And I, I say that as in like it's been a week, but boy, it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week, man. Yeah. <laughs> so this past week, you and I both set some goals and uh, it included our Charmander shiny counts from Charmander Community Day. So let's just go through our goals really quick. You want to go first there, Kyle? Sure. Okay. Did you at least get 500,000 Stardust this past week? No. But Community Day, Kyle, how could you not? I, I only played for like a little bit less than half of it. So Okay. So that's equal to what I got. All right. I guess that makes sense. What about Shiny Giratino? Yes. Got one. Nice. Congratulations, sir. And what about 20 plus Charmander shinies on Charmander Community Day? I did not. Oh, did I not. Got 12. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, OK. Well, that's one of three. Thirty three percent. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So we'll actually no, We'll circle back to Charmander Community Day after I've done my goals, because I've also got some pertinent, relevant Charmander Community Day goals as well. So I wanted to hit 30 plus Charmanders, shiny Charmanders, that is. And uh, I unfortunately did not 
get to that. I got 26. I was very close, but uh, not close enough. I wanted to hit 1.8 million Stardust. I'm at 2.1 right now. So I, I blew that out of the water. I think I did like I did the math and I hit like 450,000 Stardust just from Community Day, which was wow. it was a good time. It was a good time, man. Yeah. And then I wanted to hatch at least nine strange eggs. So we'd have a small sample size to discuss here on the show. I'm happy to say I did actually manage to pull that off. Again, I <laughs> bought several rocket radars. Yeah. Please don't hate me. Admit your shame. <laughs> you That's all right. I bought eight. I bought eight of them. And how many did and you hatch? I hatched a nine. <laughs> so yeah, eight out of my nine were because I bought them. Look, man, I was I wasn't here to play around. I had research to do. I did it for you, dear listener, and to make Kyle squirm. Okay, the the priority of those two is switch. It was mostly to make Kyle squirm, but also <laughs> for the benefit. <laughs> when Chris told me he bought him, I'm like, what? What do you mean yep. you bought him? Yes, I was <laughs> safely on the other side of an internet connection and we weren't in person. Otherwise, I would have been uh, rather physically defensive of myself, I believe, because uh, that's a dumb choice I made. <laughs> dumb choice for sure. But anyway, we'll talk about Strange Eggs here in just a minute. Let's talk about Charmander Community before we hop into the news here. What did you think about Charmander Community today, Kyle? Why did you only play for a short period of time? Uh, the start of our community day was very rainy off and on. And after that, it was exceptionally windy where just being outside was not very comfortable. Sure. So I I played from my car for as long as I was comfortable doing, but I don't particularly enjoy car play for extended periods of time. So I got burned out and I went home. Okay. well, nice. Fair enough. What do you think about the spawning rates and the shiny rates and all that? It was pretty good. I, I didn't have any particular complaints. I wasn't like, where are the Charmander? But I wasn't also like, I am drowning in shinies. So, yeah. Did you pick up any Dragon Breath or no? Uh, Like two. Any significant catches? Get any perfects or something like that? No. Ooh, nothing even good bummer. for PvP. Felt bad. What? Oh, well, you were only able to play for a fraction. So that kind of makes sense, I guess. But. I also had a great time. Um, I ended up playing mostly in the car the entire time I was hanging out with my sister, and it was rather gusty. I think the gusts were up to 50 or 50 miles an hour, uh, and uh, that was pretty crazy. So we hung out in the car most of the time. And then she ducked out, went home, and then I hung out and I played some more as well. I ended up playing the entire time, uh, almost half a million Stardust just from the event. I caught so many Charmander. It was like almost 700 or something like that. And uh, it was a good time. My best catch was a 98% shiny, which has wow. been now evolved. Yeah, buddy. That never happens. That's the only reason why I'm bragging, because it never happens. I'm very excited about it. I have no idea what I'll use them for, but um, but I got them. Yes, sir. <laughs> Charmander Community Day was a success. I would say that. And last thing, because the news section is chock full of like actual news, so I don't want to fill it with conversation about stuff that we've done in the past. Like We normally review the community at the beginning of the news section and stuff like that, but let's talk about Strange Eggs really quick. So, Kyle, did you get a chance to hatch any at all this past week? I hatched one, and I have another incubated, like almost done. Okay. And those it's, are free-to-play you... Strange Eggs. Okay. Well, they're the same Strange Eggs, bro. Same odds. They are the same odds. What did you get out of your first strange egg? I got a Vullaby. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. All right. From my my set of nine, here's what I ended up getting. It was four Vullaby, a Pawnyard, one Absol, one Sandile, uh, a Gibble, and one Trubbish. 
So from the looks of it, I did pretty well, but I'm not naive enough to think that that's actually like what it is for everybody else. I saw a lot of people on uh, social media, such as Twitter, posting their hatches from like their load of nine, right? And there was a lot more trubbish running amok in other people's pools than mine. Let's just say that. So I'm going to count myself very lucky, very, very lucky. But anyway, enough about that. We'll talk more about strange eggs and all that, I'm sure, a little bit later on, if not in the future. But we've got a lot of ground to cover. So let's hop into the news. All right, first piece of news here. And I cannot understate how much news we're going to be working through here today. So we're going to move at a good clip <laughs> in the interest of everybody. <laughs> we're going to move here at a good clip. So the first piece of news is updates to Mega Evolution. This came out on the 15th this past week. And basically, it sums up into these two points. The duration that Pokemon stay in the Mega Evolved form has doubled from four hours to eight hours, as in a permanent change, not just a, an event or a bonus or whatever. And then secondly, the cap for Mega Energy has been increased from 999 to 2000. This limit applies to each individual type of Mega Energy, not the total amount of Mega Energy you have across Pokemon species. Now, if this was so easy to increase, it does beg the question, why is there a cap at all? Or why is it not 9,999? That's my only question and only qualm I have with this. Kyle, what do you think? I agree. And why stop at 9,999? Candy can go above that, right? For yes, for Pokemon. So why wouldn't energy? It's just it's got to just be another integer that's being saved. Obviously, I don't know anything about programming, but if it's not, somebody got some lines crossed. <laughs> it's possible, but maybe it's in the interest of making it so that that bar of information is not too cluttered because it kind of already looks a little bit messy. Well, then you know what? Instead of saying nine 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 nine, just put nine point nine nine. K, like every other thing in history does. That's a good option. That is a good option. I think in the future, if they want Mega Energy and Mega Evolution to be a compelling feature, they're probably going to have to revisit this at some point in time. But 2000 is a lot of Mega Energy for you to have on hand, especially since they lowered the costs for Mega Evolution and recurrent Mega Evolution thereafter. So 2000 should be good enough, but we'll see. Moving right along here, we have our first of two partnership pieces of news. This one is called Pokemon Go Special Weekend presented by Grubhub. The post begins with trainers. We're excited to announce that we're partnering with our friends at Grubhub to give trainers in the United States the opportunity to take part in an exclusive event. Trainers will be able to participate in a special weekend event. Don't miss your chance to take part in this exciting in-game event. When is it happening? Sunday, November 8th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. Features include complete the event timed research to earn three incense, a star piece and 100 Charizard Mega Energy, as well as encounters with Chansey, Spoink, Mawile, Bronzor, Gibble and Seawaddle. I'm mostly excited about Seawaddle on this list. <laughs> That's the rarest one out of them, in my oh, opinion. Geez. Uh, the following Pokemon will be attracted to incense during the event. Bulbasaur, Charizard. Squirtle, Pikachu, Unknown G, Unknown H, Sableye, Patrat, Mincino, and Ferroseed. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Ferroseed. So there you go. Shiny for Ferroseed is there. I think it was actually first released in that 7-Eleven event that was in Latin America. I think I'm getting that correct in the past week. Yeah, 
this? That sounds familiar, but I don't remember off the top of my head. I think I've got a couple of those details crossed, but I do believe that there was a 7-Eleven event wherein Shiny Pharisee came out rather recently. So this is a good way of kind of introducing that Shiny being available to the general public. Not that it wasn't available, but now they've set it in an avenue and a platform that everybody sees. So that's good. Please note that Shiny Unknown will not be appearing during this event. Thank you for clearing that up, Niantic. That is important. And lastly, incense activated during the event will last for one hour. I was under the impression that it already was, but who knows? How to get a ticket? Submit your email address on the special weekend page. We'll have a link to the article that contains that link in the show notes. You will then receive an email from Grubhub within 48 hours. If you're new to Grubhub Plus, sign up for a Grubhub Plus trial using the link in the email and follow the prompts. Special weekend tickets will be sent out starting on November 4th via an email from Grubhub. Now, here's some notes about eligibility. Tickets are available to new and current Grubhub Plus members, so you don't need to make a new account if you're already currently subscribed to that service. Trainers who are new to Grubhub Plus must join using the link in the email described above. And will also receive a 14-day free trial through this promotion. Trainers who are current Grubhub Plus members only have to submit their email address on the special weekend event page by October 28th, so that's in eight days of this recording, in order to register for this promotion and receive a ticket. Tickets will be sent out starting on November 4th, so the same day for everybody. More information about the process and eligibility can be found here, and there's a link in this article. Again, we'll have it all linked in our show notes. Only one code can be redeemed per Pokemon Go account. Codes are personal and cannot be transferred. Available in the U.S. only. That last one is important. So sorry to everybody else. This is a U.S. exclusive event. Wow. Way to leave it until the very end, Chris. I know. I probably should have moved that up. Hmm. Anyway, this is an interesting thing. This is one of their first like very straightforward partnering events that they've done a big thing for. We've had a couple of other things in the past. Like I, it's. We're going to say Longchamp, but I've been informed since that since it's a French boutique store, it's not just Longchamp. It's something else. Longchamp, I don't know how to speak French, so that's on somebody else to please correct me. (laughs) But they've done partnerships in the past, but it's usually like one or two avatar items, not a full-blown event. This is kind of wild. So, Kyle, what do you think about this? Are you excited about this? Are you actually going to do it? Are you not interested in jumping through the hoops for a small three-hour event? I'll probably do it. As long as the hoops aren't a pain in the butt once I go jump through them. But I'm also probably working that Sunday, so I'm not going to worry too much about it. Just get some of the unknowns, check the Pharaoh seeds, and that's that's kind of it for me. Yeah, fair enough. You're going to do the time to research, too? Uh, Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, the 100 Charizard Mega Energy. I want to get up to my new cap, so I'm interested <sighs> in getting that. Yeah. <laughs> so again, if you're if you're interested in partaking in this event, oh, I should probably say I'm definitely going to do it. I'm still waiting on my Grubhub Plus email back. I just submitted today because I remembered while writing these show notes. If you're interested in taking part in this, I would recommend please visit the link in the show notes for this so that you can follow the instructions on how to get yourself signed up for this event. Again, US only, just a reminder. All right, cool. Next piece of news. Back to Mega Evolution. Mega Venusaur is leaving Mega Raids and sneak peek at some Mega Evolution updates. The post starts with trainers. On Friday, October 23rd at 6 p.m. PDT, Mega Gengar will be available to battle in Mega Raids and Mega Venusaur will be leaving Mega Raids. Until then, Mega Venusaur will be appearing more frequently in Mega Raids, so be sure to make the most of this time. Here are some other ways you'll be able to earn Venusaur Mega Energy. You'll be able to earn the Mega Energy by completing special field research tasks. 
An upcoming event in November will feature timed research that rewards Venusaur Mega Energy. We'll provide some other ways for you to earn Venusaur Mega Energy in the future, so stay tuned for updates. Right. The second part of this article says, in early November, there will be updates to the Mega Evolution feature, so more changes coming. You'll be able to do the following. Earn Mega Energy by walking with your buddy Pokemon if you have previously Mega Evolved a Pokemon in your buddy Pokemon's evolutionary line. Interesting. So uh, what we can kind of suss out from that is if you've already mega evolved a Charizard and you're walking a Charmander, you should be able to earn mega energy. Do I have that correct, Kyle? Yeah, that's that's how I read it as well. Okay. All right, cool. I thought so, too. Um, Additionally, you can earn candies when you have an active mega evolved Pokemon and you catch a Pokemon that shares a type with your mega evolved Pokemon. You will also earn additional candies when catching the raid boss, regardless of its type. That's interesting. And lastly, you'll be able to see trainers on your friends list who currently have a mega evolved Pokemon, not just the cool double helix effect in uh, in raid lobbies that are pretty sweet already. Uh, these are kind of nice little changes here. Kyle, got any uh, got any feedback on these? I think it's pretty big. Specifically, you will also earn additional candies when catching a raid boss, regardless of its type. That's a that's a big deal, especially if it's a real boost. If it's not like, okay, you get one more candy for whatever raid boss. That's just interesting. I think it implies more than one because I say you'll earn additional candies, not an additional candy. So on the surface, that's really cool. That sounds awesome. But once you get past that, you realize you've already spent a raid pass to get the mega candy to mega evolve yeah. that Pokemon which could have just gone to catching another three candy from that boss four if you transfer it after you catch it. So they got to give you more than four if you do it to make it worthwhile for somebody, you know, there's no way they are going to do that. That's too much candy from one raid. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. Especially if you pineapple it, I wonder if the pineapple also doubles that bonus or if it's a bonus on top of whatever net you would get with pineapping or otherwise. That would be disgusting in, in my eyes, it would have to be an outside the equation type of addition. Yeah. If okay. they're able of coding that. It's it's possible. I guess we'll see. Um, either way, it is kind of exciting to see some of these quality of life changes coming to this feature. It's in desperate need of some refreshment. <laughs> I mean, I think people were excited that the costs were dialed down, but there needs to be there needs to be more. In particular, I'm excited for the earn mega energy by walking with your buddy Pokemon. Uh, If it's part of the evolutionary line, that's something that people wanted from the get go and kind of seems like it it really works well with the mega system to have your buddy, you know, kind of help you along there. So that'll also be really important because then we'll have a way of earning mega energy without those mega raids being available. So if you still want Venusaur mega energy, for example, you can just walk your buddy Bulbasaur and earn it over time. And that's very good for this system. So that's good. Great. Okay, cool. Moving along here. The big, 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 big news. Pokemon Go Halloween 2020. Kyle? Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10? It's it's 10. You should see the text messages I sent Chris when when we found out about this. I was like, Chris. He was busy, so he didn't respond until like an hour later when I'd already sent him like five messages in a row. It was uh, he was very excited and and Kyle rarely gets this excited about something. And so let's just go through it. We'll we'll get there. All right. When is it happening? Friday, October 23rd. So this Friday, as of our recording, 
at 6 p.m. PDT to Tuesday, November 3rd at 6 p.m. PST after the time change. Features include, here's all them goodies. Ghost-type Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild, will be featured in raids, and will be hatching more frequently from eggs. That's just good on its own. Let's just agree there. Mm-hmm. Additionally, this year, Gengar and Sableye will be wearing costumes. Face off with costumed Gengar in raids and keep an eye out for costumed Sableye in the wild. It may even hatch from an egg. Ooh, now describe to us, Kyle, these two costumes. The, the Sableye is wearing a Litwick hat. It's so cute. And the Gengar is like a patchwork Frankenstein type thing. And I love mm-hmm. it. I it's got a big nail it. in its head, too, which is it's pretty funny. so good. Can we have more of these and not more Pikachu? There's more effort. <laughs> There's more effort put into this here. Yes, that's true. And I think it is worth mentioning that, again, Pokemon takes Halloween very seriously. Mm-hmm. It's one of their favorite holidays as a company. So it kind of makes sense that they would put some extra effort into Halloween. Yeah. I, yeah, I really dig the Gengar outfit, but anyway. yes, but the scary goodness doesn't end there. No, no. Additionally, Galarian Yamask will be appearing in Pokemon Go for the first time. Galarian yes, regular Yamask has been out, but this is the Galarian one. Complete the new Halloween 2020 special research, a spooky message unmasked to help Professor Willow uncover the mysteries surrounding this Pokemon. A spooky message, huh? Unmasked, sure, but a spooky message that probably if you've played the past couple of years at Halloween, you're like, oh, wait, you mean Spiritum? Yes, Spiritum can be now also encountered by completing certain field research tasks during this event and by completing the new Halloween 2020 special research story, a spooky message unmasked. Okay, so it's back in the same spot as well. But if you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one this year. What's that shiny look like? So good. The purple becomes blue. Like the purple swirls, it all becomes blue. I don't remember what color the like the gas around it becomes, but it's it's a really the good spirits, Kyle. The spirits. It's the purple gas. Purple gas. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we'll deal with it. I'll take I'll take purple gas. It's fine. Trainers who completed the Mega Buddy Challenge timed research will be able to participate in exclusive timed research that will reward Gengar Mega Energy. So if you did knock that out, this is the time to cash in on that reward. Dark Rye will be featured in five star raids. Enjoy Halloween themed field research tasks. New avatar items will be available in the shop. Get dressed for Halloween with a Pikachu mask, Gengar onesie, Sableye goggles, Sableye mask, or Bennett mask. You can also try out the new spooky pose. Ooh, I'm hoping it's like a zombie. That'd be kind of cool. Keep those eyes peeled for the Creepy Crate Boo Bundle and Pumpkin Pack boxes <laughs> in the shop. And take a snapshot for some spooky surprises. Okay, I love the naming conventions for those I, boxes. I agree. That's fun. That's just, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm hoping they're good. I'm hoping they're good value. Uh, and we, so we can celebrate them all the way through to the finish line. That'd be nice. <laughs> Bonuses over the course of this event. Two times transfer candy and two times catch candy yes it's all about candy folks it is a halloween event more ways to celebrate as well there's more 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 this event keeps on giving alolan marowak raid day on saturday october 31st that's halloween from 11 a.m to 5 p.m local time alolan marowak will be appearing more often in raids and then we mentioned this last week, but the Catch Mastery Ghost Day on Sunday, October 25th, 2020, from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. local time, ghost-type Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild, and there will be event-exclusive timed research available to complete. If you want more details, we'll have a link in our show notes. 
And then lastly, Go Battle League Halloween Cup. Ooh, from Monday, October 26th at 1 p.m. PDT to Tuesday, November 3rd at 1 p.m. PST, the Halloween Cup will be live in the Go Battle League. In this format, only Poison, Bug, Ghost, Dark, and Fairy-type Pokemon with 1,500 CP or less will be allowed to participate. You can also earn encounters with costumed Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. I believe those will be the same costumes as we had last year, which is fun because those ones were awesome, especially the Squirtle with the Yamask top hat. That was pretty dope. In our PvP corner section this week, DeFi and Fish will be diving into the Halloween Cup, and you can check out that section just before the emails in this episode. But before we move along here with the news, Kyle, it's time for you to gush. (laughs) are you excited about this halloween event for sure but what specifically are you looking forward to and if you say everything well i won't be surprised but i'll be a little bit disappointed uh i mean i'm I'm excited about the gengar onesie (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. like that's not gameplay but it's still i'm i'm gonna buy it i'm gonna wear it it's gonna be great so what do you think you can probably wear it with your gengar backpack right probably i can double check with the because I own the Pikachu onesie to see if those stack or not, but they've got to. I, they've I got to. So. But even if they don't, it'll be it might be worth it. We'll see. Okay, so out of all of these things, you're most excited about the Gengar onesie? <laughs> I no, I'm most excited about the Gengar costumed. The costume Gengar. Right. So I'll definitely be doing raids for that, but also got to be doing raids to get mega energy. So, oh my gosh, I'm going to be busy. That's very true. Yes, thankfully, it's a longer event than normal. October 23rd to November 3rd is a good window of time. I'm really excited for Shiny Spiritomb and Galarian Yamask. That's going to be pretty awesome. I'm not excited about Galarian Yamask at all, except that it's a, a new Pokemon sort of form. Yeah. I, it's design is so uninspired for me personally and i think regular your mask is much better yeah i would agree so for those of you at home who are like what galarian i don't know anything about sword and shield okay so your mask is like a spirit he's carrying around a mask of the person it used to be right that's supposed to be the thing am i get that right ghost expert kyle yeah yeah okay in this one the galarian one he is holding a piece of rune yeah. And then the evolved form is like a, a, a rock face that's a bunch of different pieces of these runes put together instead of, you know, a, a coffin, I guess. So I could see why you'd be like less than thrilled, but I think it's all right. Sorry. It's, it's exciting because it's new. I think you nailed it on the head. <laughs> you at least called me out on that one for sure. <laughs> I'm also really excited for Spirit Tomb Shiny, but I'm, I'm keeping that tamped down because we don't know how rare it's going to be. And there's no way I'm going to grind out like 200 research tasks to try and get one. So, well, it depends on how easy they are to get. If they're every other stop, I'm sure you could yeah. be like, well, it might as well keep trying, you know. But but if they're every other stop, then the shiny rate's probably not going to be boosted at all, in which case the, we're back at square one. But I would love one. So, yes, fair enough. Um, I'm also really excited, I should say, for the two times transfer candy, <laughs> which means that I have a very, very, very large window of time with which to, forget about to it. remember. Oh, for, yeah. <laughs> to forget about it. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, I remember one of these days, and uh, hopefully, somebody close to me can remind me, maybe, that it's uh, I should do that. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there into the ether, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> All right, cool. So, moving along from the Halloween uh, event details, let's talk about two of two of our partnership news items this one's with verizon wow 
Starting today, October 20th, eligible Verizon users anywhere in the United States, this is U.S. again, sorry about that, will be able to obtain tickets for an exclusive event, the special weekend. Trainers who are subscribed to Verizon mobile plans will be able to obtain a ticket by signing into the Verizon Up app. Tickets are limited to one per trainer account and will be available into the event day on November 7th. When is this happening? Ticket redemption from Tuesday, October 20th today at 6 a.m., which is past, so don't worry about that, to Saturday, November 7th at 11 a.m. PST. The event day itself is Saturday, November 7th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. Features include complete the event timed research to earn XP, Stardust, three incense, a star piece, and 100 chars of mega energy, as well as encounters with Chansey, Spoink, Absol, Bronzor, Gibble, and Siwaddle. Now, this sounds familiar. <laughs> sounds very familiar. Hmm. The following Pokemon will be attracted to incense during the event. Bulbasaur, Charizard, Squirtle, Pikachu, Unknown V, Unknown Z, Sableye, Patrat, Mincino, and Ferrisseed. And if you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Pharisee. <laughs> hmm. The uh, similarities continue. Please note that shiny unknown will not be appearing during this event. Okay. Instance activated during this event will last for one hour. Again, it's the sa- it's the same event, Kyle. It is. I the think same it's event. the it's the same event. Two different unknowns. Same. That's event. true. That's the only difference, right? So far, how to claim tickets will be available in the Verizon Up app for eligible Verizon users from Tuesday, October 20th at 6 a.m., which is again past uh, to Saturday, November 7th, 11 a.m. PST. After claiming your tickets through Verizon, trainers need to redeem them at the Niantic Redemption Portal. Now, if you need a link to that, there will be a link in the article that is linked in our show notes. Yes, three steps of separation. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> From October 20th to, to November 7th, that's when you can redeem them. Redeem the codes in the Niantic Redemption Portal to unlock them in the Pokemon Go app. Trainers will be able to obtain codes for Avatar items by signing into the Verizon Pokemon Go page. And that includes the Verizon Mask Avatar item and the Verizon Hoodie Avatar item. And this must be redeemed before Thursday, December 31st, at 11.59 p.m. PST, so just in this year, essentially, by the end of the year. Additionally, there will be sponsored gifts from Verizon stores, and in the future, there will be scheduled legendary raids at Verizon stores, and by the future, that means sometime in 2021. Scheduled legendary raids, hmm. Interesting. It's really interesting. So it's basically the same event, except this one has avatar items, the sponsored stops, and these future scheduled legendary raids. Now, Kyle, do you have any feedback on this? Because I definitely do. Uh, I have I have some thoughts in general, but I'm curious to hear what you have to say, because I haven't seen what the Internet has to say yet. Okay, so my only beef with this event, I think it's fine. I, I'm happy that they're doing these partnerships and stuff like that. The only thing that I have wrong with this is that the special research is locked behind being a Verizon customer. With the Grubhub thing, anybody can get to that. You can sign up for the free trial and cancel it. You don't even have to stay on the service. Therefore, it is still free to obtain. For this one, though, you have to be an active Verizon customer or, I, I guess, have somebody else that's a Verizon customer give you their code if you know they don't want it. But it just kind of rubs me the wrong way because i'm very proud of having done to my knowledge every single special research that i could get my hands on in the game so far and so if this is something that would lock me out just because i have sprint as my provider i would be kind of salty about that yeah okay i i can understand that thought process the rest of it sounds great don't get me wrong that's the only thing i'm hung up on 
at least you don't have a Verizon business plan. And apparently <laughs> this promotion is not available for the Verizon business plan. Isn't so. this okay? Okay, this is just the most sad story I've ever heard. <laughs> it's just it's, it's me. Just so it's sad. me, by oh. the way, in case yeah. it wasn't clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so surprised that that doesn't qualify. I, I think there's got to be something about that. I haven't done the full research on it, but I have seen a lot of discussion. Many people being upset about that in particular. So I'll see if I can find anything about it in the meantime but that's a little disappointing yeah and they did say it on the internet so it's got to be right it might be so it you're probably be. out of luck you know <laughs> <laughs> but anyway there's all the details about that now like we said with the other with the grub event the other partnered event i would really really suggest that if you're interested in this please go to the actual article we will have it linked in our show notes and and take a look at the steps on how to redeem these things, because there were several people in our Discord community for patrons and such. A lot of people were having some issues with it, running into some roadblocks because the path to redemption is a little convoluted at parts. So please, it would be uh, wise to follow the step-by-step process on the article. But I would recommend looking into it, especially if you're a Verizon person. This is this is free. They just do it. You're already paying for it. You know, yeah. to go yeah, for it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So leaving that behind us and moving forward to you, you guessed it. You had another piece of news. Now, <laughs> this is our second to last news article, and it's a uh, it's a big one. We're talking about Pokemon Go November. Oh, yeah. All right. Trainers, familiar faces return to raids, new feature updates and more. Read on to learn about what's happening in the world of Pokemon Go this November. Now, the time of this recording, we don't know what the research breakthrough is going to be. So I would say we could probably look forward to that in a future episode and or news uh, article. So we'll revisit that. But we have other stuff to talk about for November. A month of different raid bosses in five star raids from Friday, November 23rd to Thursday, November 5th at 1 p.m. PST. Darkrai will be available to challenge in five star raids. Yahoo! From Thursday, November 5th. At 1 p.m. to Monday, November 16th at 1 p.m. PST, a familiar Pokemon will be returning to five-star raids. What? What does that mean? We'll circle back. <laughs> we'll circle back for sure. From Monday, November 16th at 1 p.m. to Tuesday, November 24th at 1 p.m. PST, Terrakian, Cobalion, and Verizian will be available to challenge in five-star raids. All three of them. Wowee. Wowee zowie. Stay tuned for more details on the featured raid boss that'll be in five-star raids from Tuesday, November 24th at 1 p.m. to Monday, November 30th at 1 p.m. PST. <laughs> so we have two mysteries here. And each week in November, there will be a raid hour event on Wednesday at 6 p.m. local time featuring that week's five-star raid boss. Okay, we're going to circle back now. Familiar Pokemon and then another mystery Pokemon at the end of the month? What are we thinking here? <sighs> I don't understand. Niantic is usually very particular with their wording, as we've talked about before. So they don't just say a familiar Pokemon as in a Pokemon we are familiar with. I feel like there's got to be another way to read that phrase. I just don't know what it is. Is there a like, uh, you know, like blank the familiar Pokemon? I don't think so. Let's do a quick, quick uh, search. A quick Google here. 
Well, at the end of November, they had an event in Sword and Shield that says familiar Pokemon are evolving in Sword and Shield. What does that even mean? I think they added some new uh, Mega Evolutions at that, at that oh. time. Oh, so maybe Not it'll Mega, be a I'm new... I'm sorry, Gigantamax, but whatever. Oh, well, I mean, it could be maybe a new uh, Mega would be there. I mean, we would already have our hands on the base form then, so... It's possible. Anyway, I'm not seeing any results, so this is purely speculative. Yeah, I don't know. It could be literally anything. <laughs> it could yeah. be anything, but also so could the thing at the end of the month as well. Why would they make a point of saying a familiar Pokemon at the end, also having a surprise that says stay tuned for more details on that featured raid boss and not well, say anything special about it? Well, the last one's got to be a new raid boss. Otherwise, okay. I don't think they would specify it at all yeah but that's why i'm so confused about a returning raid boss being called out like that because we've had returning raid bosses for the last eight weeks now something like that yeah so i mean dark rye is a familiar face that we haven't had in, a, in you know a hot minute maybe it's lugia <laughs> maybe it's genesect uh no no, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything else, really. I don't I don't know, but I guess we'll find out. So uh, I buckle up for some speculation in the episodes ahead here. <laughs> Unless they just tell us next week, they might do that too. But anyway, the spotlight hours for this month. In the month of November, Pokemon spotlight hours will take place every Tuesday at 6 p.m. local time, as they do. And each hour will spotlight a different Pokemon and special bonus. On November 3rd, Cubone will be in the spotlight and you'll earn twice the Stardust for catching. On November 10th, Jigglypuff will be in the spotlight, and you'll earn twice XP for catching. On November 17th, Meowth will be in the spotlight, because we didn't get enough of Meowth before. And you'll earn twice the candy for catching Pokemon. And lastly, on the 24th, Barboach will be in the spotlight, and you'll earn twice the candy for transferring Pokemon. I love Barboach. Have we <laughs> talked about this before? No. I love Barboach. I love Wizcash. Is I know you like. I know that. you like Wizcash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. know that. Barboach is the uh, the entry level for for Wizcash, so that's fine. Also, it's a gold shiny, so step off. Don't have me. Superior. That is fair. Yeah. So I'm just saying. All right. Cool. So uh, nothing really to be said about the spotlight hours. I mean, the most valuable one for the bonus is going to be November third for the Stardust, twice the Stardust on the Cubone day. And Cubone actually might also be the most interesting mass spawn as well. Comparison to Jigglypuff, Meowth, and Barboach? Yeah. Probably. Probably. So it looks like November 3rd is the one to look forward to. But I'll leave it up to, uh, you know, your subjective opinion, because that's what it is. <laughs> but uh, lastly, there's a little bit more for November here. More exciting events and feature updates, because there wasn't enough going on in November already or enough question marks for us to have. Look forward to a limited research event happening on November 28th. The feature Pokemon will be announced at a later date. Maybe it'll correlate with the raid boss in some way. Who knows? Soon you'll be able to see more information about the Pokemon you've come to know and love. For example, if your Pokemon hatched from an egg, you'll see what type of egg it hatched from. If you call your Pokemon in an encounter after a raid, you'll be able to see more details about that raid, such as whether it was an EX raid or a Mega raid, or whether you battled it in a raid remotely or in person. They mentioned EX raids, Kyle. They said it. Looks like it's sticking around, huh? Uh, yeah, yep. I know. You'll also see whether you met your Pokemon in a special encounter, such as in an encounter after a Go Battle League win, a research breakthrough encounter, or in a surprise encounter after you take a snapshot. 
You'll even be able to see whether you caught your Pokemon during one of our ticketed events like Pokemon Go Fest. We hope this update lets you and your Pokemon take a stroll down memory lane together and reminisce on the happy memories of your meeting. What this will actually do, Kyle, and I don't know about you, but it'll be like more fodder for me arguing with people about where they got a certain Pokemon or how they got it or what event it was (laughs) or what time of year it was, you know? Uh, It's going to be nice to be able to say, hey, this Pokemon was caught at this event of all the things that are on this list, at least for me. Oh, that'd be really cool. And I hope they let us sort by them, too, in the future so I could be like shiny and event or like go fest or whatever. No, probably not. That would be too comprehensive. (laughs) Fair enough. And then lastly, we're also updating when trainers will receive special research lines released in the past so that it will not be overwhelming for new trainers. For example, instead of receiving multiple special research lines after completing the A Mythical Discovery special research, trainers will receive them later after they make more progress with the special research lines they have. This will not affect any trainers who have already received all of the past special research lines. So this is pretty much only new accounts. We'll have to deal with this. And by deal with this, I mean have a nice drip feed. It's not even really a drip feed. It's completely contingent on how quickly you work through these special researches. But I think this is smart. It's a nice, smart change. Kyle, any feedback on this? It's positive, but it's also negative. Yes. Some people like to have multiple things going on at a time so they can choose what they want to do type of thing. And, you know, what if you complete one of the harder steps before you receive the research? Yeah, like evolve a Swablu or something. (laughs) Everyone knows somebody who evolved a Magikarp the day before they got to the step where they need to evolve a Magikarp. Yes. And then they had to wait another year to evolve another Magikarp. (laughs) (laughs) hopefully this will make it like they said less overwhelming for for new players because it is quite a bit of research i've seen a newer player's uh current special research line and it's just like 12 to 15 of these things just scrolling and scrolling like oh i (laughs) need to make three new friends i need to catch 15 pokemon i need to like and and some of them have some verbiage that it's like win three great league battles with another trainer, but GBL doesn't count. Like there's weird situations yeah. in some of these older researches as well. But anyway, I digress. Let's move on to the last piece of news here. We're only almost 50 minutes into this recording. No worries. AR mapping tasks. I'm just going to read what they put out. This is live, by the way. Trainers, an exciting feature is coming. It's out. You can soon experience Pokemon Go in a whole new way with AR mapping tasks. You can do that today. You can do that right now. Certain Pokestops will have a special design indicating that you'll receive an AR mapping task when you spin them. The task will require you to complete an action either at the Pokestop where you receive the task or at another Pokestop within a certain radius. Complete the task by heading on over to the AR scanning screen and exploring the area around you. This task will count as your daily field research task. Trainers level 20 and up will have access to this new feature beginning on Tuesday, October 20th. That's today. This feature will not be available to Niantic Kid accounts at launch. In the future, parents will have the option to toggle this feature on for Niantic Kid accounts. Stay tuned for updates on when that option will become available. I've seen some some video on this. I saw the video that they put in this article. I'd recommend clicking on the link in our show notes for the 30th time today I said that. And referencing the video. Um, and it's it's kind of cool. I to show you exactly what it is. You essentially are like if it's it's a statue, let's pretend that there's like a 
a, a man holding a, a football statue outside my house. That's a Pokemon Pokestop, right? If it has the AR mapping icon on it, I go up there, I spin it, I get the task. It's like, scan this statue, you know? So you take out your phone and you'll walk around it and it scans it. And they're like, thanks for your input. And then that's the task. That's pretty much it. It's pretty easy. It's just something new and exciting. Um, No word quite yet what they're using this information for, although it does align with Niantic's, uh, well, one of its core goals, which is making a full AR uh, version of the world, I believe, was one of the things they had said in the previous article. Is that correct? Uh, I don't remember that. I think they said they were trying to AR map the land, like the, the world, the landscape. So something along those lines. So this is probably feeding into that project, but it's kind of an interesting thing. Kyle, what do you think? Can I give a hot take? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you got spice, a cold take spice, after that? No, no, no. It's a, it's a spicy oh. take. Okay. This is dumb. Dang. Okay, yeah, that is a hot take. I wasn't expecting that. I know you weren't expecting <laughs> it. I was drinking water and I was like... <laughs> First and foremost, it doesn't check where you are. So if you get the research and you move away, you can literally just scan the ground in front of you and then submit it and it doesn't like recognize anything. Oh. So it immediately loses its value right there. And second, it is so not Pokemon that if I were to go out and do one of these, I would think I'm playing Ingress, which I'm not. If I wanted to, I would be playing Ingress. I understand they're dipping into the player base of Pokemon Go because it's so big. But there could have been ways to give this a flavor of Pokemon instead of just making it one of the daily tasks that we have. That's true. Like if they had made a since they have reality blending on and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like what if they were like chase the Pikachu around the the object and have it go around and they have to like walk around it and see the Pikachu, right? That would make more sense, like a hide and seek type task. Yeah, like it's anything that ties it into the world of Pokemon. So it doesn't feel like I'm just playing an AR experience. I'm playing an AR game. That's fair enough. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you. I don't think it's dumb, but I do definitely agree with you that it seems a little off brand for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to get to give it a try. It'll be kind of fun to do something different. I just like new and different things, especially when it comes to this game and something as pervasive as research tasks. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'd like to hear more from Niantic about what they're doing this for. If they had given us some sort of like, hey, this is why we're collecting that this is our current goal for it and reiterated that with this post, then I would feel more involved. You know, I'd have more buy-in, I yeah. guess. I, guess that's but, which, that's I don't know. I mean, yeah, who knows? But anyway, that's available now for everybody to go out and experience themselves. Interested to hear once it's been more live than just a few hours, <laughs> but what everybody else thinks about it and their experiences as well. And I don't know what the rewards are. Maybe they're spectacular. I, I couldn't tell you. It's too new. But anyway, that's going to do it for the new section. Thanks for coming to our TED talk. <laughs> and uh, we're going to move into gear up. Can I offer you a nice egg in this trying time for gear up? Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> But we're talking about the eggs because we had an egg shakedown and there was no room to fit it in the news. No, there was <laughs> not. There was not. So first things first, a note, as always with eggs, there's a lot of regionals in eggs. I'm not going to clog up the lists by reading all of them. 
but I'll give some references so you can understand. Oh yeah, regionals; those are actually a thing, not just the ones that you can catch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking right. through this list, and I'm like, "What? Oh right, these are everyone's eggs." You had uh, he's had them marked. He has the entire list out here in the show notes, and each of the regionals are marked. And I thought that it was for something else because there were so many of them. I was like, <laughs> "Is that if there's shadow forms of it? Are there shiny? Ver- no." No. Oh, my God. And then I realized you're right. <laughs> Too many. But jumping right in the 2K eggs. Going to go through real quick because it's, it's 2Ks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Zubat, Poliwag, Cubone, Magikarp, Mareep, Wooper, Snubble, Volbeat, Illumise, Whalmer, Swalu, Buizel, Baneri, Snivy, Tepig, Ashwa, and Minchino. Volbeat and Illumise are regional obviously depending on where you are in the world one thing i want to say just about 2k eggs that made me laugh was mareep for those of you for those of you who have been playing the game long enough we have we have now seen mareep go from an incredibly rare spawn worthy of a community day to two kilometer eggs (laughs) and yet kyle i still don't have enough shinies of them (laughs) Yeah, uh, yep. but the standouts otherwise from the two kilometer eggs, there aren't any <laughs> like there, there really are not. But that doesn't surprise anybody. The starters, if you want to still stock up on their candy, if you haven't had the chance, that's kind of nice. I was about to say the standouts for me, like in a bad way, though, are Snivy, Tepic and Oshawa. Oh, God. I mean, I, I feel the same way about hatching one of those as I would hatching. A whalemer. <laughs> yeah, but the whalemer has comedic value because it's bigger than the egg it comes out of. And it can be shiny. So, you know, yes. I stand corrected. They are definitely probably the worst. <laughs> Maybe not the worst, but they're they're definitely up there. Close. Honestly, of the ones usable here, Swablu is is the real winner. Magikarp to a lesser extent. But Swablu, as Altaria, has a lot of use in Great League. So... And I think Cubone is a rarer spawn than people think. Or maybe that's just because of our, you know, it's biomes around it's here. It's definitely depending on your location. Around here, you see basically no Cubone at all. But we also don't see many fire types either. So those fire Except those around. Vulpix all over the place and not just this event. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. But forget about the 2K eggs. We have 5Ks to do now. Those have got to be better, right? Well, first off, it is flooded <laughs> with regionals, so I'm not going to read all of them because there is too many. But suffice to say, if it's a regional, it's probably in this egg pool, mm-hmm. with one exception, which we will cover in the 10K egg pool. The eggs, Machop, Seal, Voltorb, Lickitung, Eevee, Pineco, Ralts, Aeron, Phoebus, Clampearl, Hippopotas, Blitzel, Roggenrola, Gothita and Solosis. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. It's well, awful. Mm, uh, Gothita and Solosis, I'm okay with. Yeah, with some exceptions, there are some standouts in the 5Ks. Gothita, it's rare. Solosis, it's also pretty rare. Less rare, at least in my experience. I don't know about you, Chris. But it's still nice to see something that has value, but it's like two in 15 or 16 sure but i mean again you know, the rates are are split along among the pool so it could be better or worse than those odds 
it's probably worse, but let's be honest. Yeah, but the yeah. real standout is Phoebus. Wait, hear me out. <sighs> he is not in the 10K egg pool anymore, guys. <laughs> He's in the 5K egg pool. That's true. Uh, That's true. So I, hey, I'll also make a I'll make a case for Rog and Rolla. Uh it's not that uncommon though, but it's okay. Yeah, but the shiny is out and it's hard to target. Okay, fair enough. It is it does have a shiny. There are a couple of shiny Pokemon in here, you know, Pineco, Seal, Machop, but I mean but Blitzel feels like a 2K hatch to me, and so does Seal. Which is a shame because Blitzel is such a like a cool Pokemon. Yes, it definitely is. It, they need to release the shiny for Blitzel. Give that give it some value. Yes, really. please, 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 please. But moving on. To the 10Ks, it's the one that everyone actually cares about. No one cares about the two and the five. Those exist to eat money. <laughs> eat incubators. Well, what are incubators if not money? <laughs> These are the same picture. <laughs> the egg pool. Shinx, Gibble, Riolu, Audino, Timber, Darumaka, Sigilyph, which is regional, Emolga, Ferroseed, Clink, LGM, Litwick, Axew, Golette, and Rufflet. Oh, yes. That's an interesting egg pool. I'm not going to lie. As for standouts, it's actually a, a solid overall pool, at least in my opinion. Almost everything is either fairly uncommon or usable. Like, good usable. You want more of their candy. couple of the exceptions... Pharaoh Seed, just no, unfortunately. Clink, and that, you're chasing the shiny, but that's about it. Oh, you're also chasing the shiny and the Pharaoh Seed, man. Yeah, but mm, yeah, <laughs> but it's not the same. It's not. You're right. You're right. Shinks, also, you're chasing the shiny, of course. LGM is pretty rare, so it doesn't have any other uses, but I want more of them. As for useful Pokemon, Gibble, Riolu, Timber, Darumaka, and Litwick all have very good use in PvE. So it's always nice to have more of those. Although it feels kind of bad to have Timber in 10Ks when Machop is in 5. But I get it. It's newer. It's shiny. And I don't mean color-wise. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... Overall, I, I like the 10K egg pool. How do you feel about the, the 10Ks, Chris? Oh, it's it's awesome. And I think we're we're sleeping on Rufflet here. Yeah, it's a it's a rare Pokemon. It's harder for people to get. Yeah. I'm also excited for another way to get Emolga. That's a good one. Eh. Emolga's the dead Pokemon in this pool. Um, I think it's kind of a holdout for some people. It's rarer than most. Yeah, but you only need one that's that's very true that's very true I, but on the other hand i want a million rufflet so same with audino that's the other dead one in this because you don't even get the extra stardust for catching one because it's hatching so. i wonder if it'll give us a bonus on hatch has trimeco ever been in eggs yeah i think it was in 10ks a while ago but i didn't pay close enough attention at the time to tell you one way or the other yeah i don't remember but that's another one where it's like yeah it's rarer but you only get the one and then you're done right right anyways final conclusion for the egg pools whoever made the 10k egg pools did a pretty good job 
whoever made the 5k egg pools should probably be fired <laughs> or at least put in a different department. But it, but it's got identity now, Kyle. This is what we wanted. We wanted it to, no. to be something. And it's 5Ks is the, you got a regional? It's probably in here. No. Like, cool. like, you know? Technically, you're right. That is an identity. But if you look at each zone's individual egg pool, it is just dead. It is so bad. <laughs> oh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I need a shiny seal. I get more of a chop candy. That's always good, even though I don't need it. Come on. You tell uh, me you don't have enough chop candy to max out six of them. I do. I've already okay. done that, and I have thousands of chop candy. Okay. So my point. My point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Is that it? Yeah. There's there's no more. I, was, I, I said oh, okay. the thoughts. So. All right. Cool. Well, it's about time, and I think that you know they made some adjustments that are pretty good. It, look, there, there needed to be one egg pool that wasn't going to get your goat. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if it's going to be one egg pool, it might as well be five Ks, I guess. I I don't know, <laughs> but I'm excited about the 10K changes because I haven't really been super excited about a 10K hatch in like a long time. So this will be interesting. And if anything else, it'll just be nice to see other things hatching. I'll tell you what, man. I hatched so many eggs this past week. I think I did like 63 eggs or something like that. A fair amount of 5Ks. I cannot tell you how many Chikorita I hatched. (laughs) On community day when I was hanging out with my sister, Uh, she hatched like, I kid you not, maybe like eight or nine 5K eggs. And six or seven of them were Chikoritas. Oh, my God. How? How does that happen? It's got it's gonna be like a curse or something. Somebody cast a curse on me and my sister and our family line. Like, may you only hatch chikoritas. Ha! You trampled on my vegetable garden. I don't know. I don't know how witches work nowadays, but that sounds like a modern day witch curse. But anyway, moving right along to Pokalore for me to say we're not doing Pokalore this week because holy jeez, we've <laughs> We've had a lot to cover here. So yeah. instead, uh, we're going to move right into the poke poll. So last week's poke poll was, how do you feel about research days and would you change them in any way? First answers from Benny. And they said, I think they're fine. They're not the most exciting thing, but they're easy and don't give enough rewards to make you feel like you have to do all 20. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Fair Especially, enough. It's like they give just good enough that you feel like you're rewarded but not good enough that you feel like if you didn't do it you missed out right and i also think that there needs to be a space for something that's bulky so that people can just chew on it regardless of how hardcore they might be or not Mm -hmm. so this is that next one's from modders hello gents special research days have to be just that special I love me a multi-page research string as much as the next bloke, but if the rewards don't live up to the headline billing, then it's just another anticlimactic event that opens Niantic up for criticism. We are simple folk. If it's meta-relevant, regional, a new dex entry, and slash or shiny, then normally we are good to go. Shiny ditto would be lovely. Hint, hint. (laughs) (laughs) True. I think we're all on that shiny ditto hype train. We have been silently forever. We're the silent majority out here. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Where's Kecleon? <laughs> What's going to come out first? Shiny Ditto or Kecleon? Oh, geez. Um, I would say Shiny Ditto. <laughs> what do you think? You think Kecleon first? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we should put uh, we should put Poker Coins down on this or something. 
<laughs> Next one's from Cook's Gravy, and he said, Reject modernity, return to Phoebus Day. No, no. <laughs> I miss the I pressure of hitting every poke stop in my area and beyond by doing car foo. I appreciate that the global situation may have forced Niantic's hand during the new format, but I think that recent actions that they have made warrant a return to the original format. I don't know if we want to do that, Mitch. I'm not sure if we actually want to do that. This felt better to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, Phoebus Day was bad. It's a bad reference point. Clam Pearl Day is a better reference point to make for people because Clam Pearl Day was actually good. It, it was, but also our Phoebus Day was colored by it snowing several inches on that day. Exactly. Um, and and uh, I remember trudging through the snow trying to get to stops in the middle of parks because we had spun all the other ones before that. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I think the, the thrill of doing it and being focused on it solely for that time period was fun and the adventure of it was fun, but it was an adventure because it was not very good. Yeah, but... I don't know if, about it, that. I enjoyed Clam Pearl and Low Tad Day, but I can understand why people might not have thought they were very good. So, oh, definitely, and I think I agree with you that Clam Pearl and Low Tad Day was was better. Phoebus Day was just it was just not good. So <laughs> it's not fun. Real quickly, the pros and cons, though, f ignoring the the current situation and everything, the pro towards what we have had recently is that it's simple it's straightforward you can just do it at your leisure the con is that it's a limited number and if you don't get your shiny you don't get your shiny right and right. then the flip side the pro for going back to a phoebus day like structure is if you don't get your shiny you can go to the next cluster of pokestops type of thing you know well in theory for sure yes. but then also to people that were unable to get well, I suppose you said despite the current situation, there are people that don't have access to cars or live in a rural situation. And if you're in a rural situation, the Phoebus day, you had like two or three chances and that was it. Unless yep. you want to drive an hour to the next town. So, yeah, I think the current setup is more fair and more accessible to the overall player base. Yeah, that's definitely fair. That's that's definitely true. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this next one's from Rocket Man. I think research days are interesting in a way. They get me interested if they are a Pokemon I like, such as Meowth, but then they are basically ruined by the Alolan form being the focus. <laughs> Each research day seems to have great potential, and then something about them offsets that potential. Two steps forward, two steps back kind of deal. I guess that would make my overall interest 50-50. I always want to participate, but rarely feel the need to really put effort into finishing them. That's a fair assessment. I mean, I know a lot of people that feel the same way. I know I was really excited about it just because I like the research days and I like finishing the research tasks as a whole and getting my little completion thing. But I also was not super turned off by the idea of it being Meowth. Um, and I ended up getting the Alolan shinies that I wanted, but that wasn't true of everybody else. So I can't expect that to be you know, brought into the equation when somebody else is evaluating the event. So I think that 50-50 assessment is fair enough, especially if you're trying to get hype about it. Yeah, especially because of the Pokemon of choice. If you look at the past, you had Phoebus, who at the time was not flooded everywhere and people kind of still needed the chance to get the shiny. Did 
Did Phoebus Day release The Shiny? I don't even remember. It's been so long. I believe so. Yes, I yeah. think that was the day The Shiny came out because so I was that, really excited about getting them. So, so that's a Shiny release that gets people to want to do it. Clam mm-hmm. Pearl uh, released the Pokemon and The Shiny at the same time. Yep. Which is a huge deal. Snubble, again, was a little bit lackluster because it yeah. Shiny already was out. And lest we forget Snubble. Yeah. In and of itself is a con. And I think a lot of potential criticism for Snubble got drowned out by the fact that it overlapped with a community day and it overlapped with the Johto weekly research thing that was happening. At the oh, time. that's right. That's right. So uh-huh. now that this is able to stand on its own, people are like, eh, it's Meowth. I need something more interesting. But it was on its own. It wasn't in tandem with anything else. And that was kind of nice. For sure. But it. It exposes the fact that it's a very common Pokemon. So if you don't get the shiny in your 20 steps, you're like, well, I guess I got a check mark on my page then. Right. Oh, yeah, oh that's, boy. It's fair enough. Well, I care about that, but I can't expect everybody else to care about that as much. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Last one here is from just the average Joe. And they said. Field research days are a great way to bring fringe Pokemon out to the forefront for a few hours. I like that they're not as free source, free resources, Pokeballs, berries, etc. Intensive as community days, and they're not nearly as monetarily restrictive as raid days or special research events. That being said, they definitely need some help to feel complete. I like when the tasks are somewhat difficult, so it feels like you're achieving something instead of research reward welfare for things like make five nice throws, copy and paste it 75 times where the most challenging aspect is inventory management at the end of the day. But I also don't want to have to make three excellent curveball throws in a row to get a not shiny two-star <laughs> That seems oddly specific. <laughs> the task has to match the reward. So days that pick lackluster Pokemon have to accommodate that idea. Add a unique bonus like one-third Stardust cost to a second charge move for the featured Pokemon. Too long, didn't read. Field research days are a cute and fun way to bring fringe Pokemon to the spotlight. But with the addition of spotlight hours, research days need a little extra to not feel like they're just filling the gaps in the schedule. I think that puts in good perspective in that if they start doing this on like a semi-regular basis, it has the good potential to be used on these fringe Pokemon, as they put it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it happened, you know, once a month, once every other month, People wouldn't really care that it was Meowth or Snubble or Wismer or something, you know? Oh, I would care if it was Wismer, dude. I mean, but it's a super common, normal type. People aren't that compelled sometimes, but yeah, fair it's enough. But because we've had four in the last 18 months, people are going to scrutinize it more for what it brings to the table. Right, right, because it's infrequent, so it's got to be special. I'd have to say, though, I don't necessarily think it's bad if it feels like it's filling the gaps. It's better than having nothing more often than not. You know what I mean? So yeah. even if it is busy work and it feels like busy work, like like we were just describing before, some people like that. They like being able to turn their brain off and be like, oh, I'll just do three great throws 15 times in a row sort of thing. Yeah, as long as it actually does fill gaps and not happen infrequently so it doesn't feel like it's filling a gap. Sure, or complicate an existing event like while another event is happening, like that Johto event you were describing earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so this week's poke poll is if Niantic asked you to remove one recurring event in Pokemon Go, what would it be and why? So this can be basically anything that shows up time and time again, um, any type of event or any type of, well, I guess actually, yeah, only type, any type of event. Uh, so I've been thinking a lot about this recently, and that's why I put this down as a question. It also seemed to flow rather organically from this last Pokepoles question um, and discussion around it. So, uh, Kyle, I'm kind of interested to hear what you think first before I give my answer, to be honest with you. All right. So if it is removed, would the benefit it potentially provides be able to be implemented into the game permanently instead? Uh, <laughs> sh- I don't think so. I, I I think that, okay, because part of those events, right, and the way you value them or weigh their value, rather, those bonuses and benefits are part of that equation so their removal would also take away that benefit so my initial comment wants to be rocket takeovers oh wow because i don't appreciate the fact that frustration is locked behind those events happening infrequently oh okay yeah that's fair so either remove them and let it do it all the time or remove them and don't make it a thing but if we're not going to do that because that's a bit kind of crazy i'm going to say one that's a little bit more user-friendly any egg theme event what get out of here i love them don't do that to me everybody is gonna agree with me i I guarantee you i know i love hatching eggs i have a problem (laughs) yes you do it's not okay it's all right it's not too bad let's get cracking kyle My answer is spotlight hours. I don't really care for them. I think more often than not, the bonus is not that exciting. The shiny rate isn't boosted. Only the spawn rate is. And the spawn rates seem to be variably boosted depending on what Pokemon it is. Uh, So I'm just not a fan of those events at all. They never really get me excited. You know, usually when we review a month ahead of time, when they put these out and they tell you what the spotlight hours are going to be, we point out like one or two that are worth doing. I don't think I've ever actually participated in one fully other than opening up my phone once during recording to check some shiny checks and that's about it i'm not really like in love with spotlight hours yeah but they fill a niche that can be ignored and that's nice do they yeah i I don't i don't really know anybody that's like super excited about spotlight hours ever no but it's like a consistent thing in the game's life cycle whether you're excited or not you know there's going to be a spotlight hour so if you want to you can that's true take part especially if it's a pokemon you really like for whatever reason and you're just like all right i'm gonna go play for an hour that's fine yeah okay i can i can kind of get behind that but for me personally i wouldn't miss it if they were gone yeah Uh, yeah, so So that's my answer. Yeah (laughs) but anyway dear listener if you have an answer to the question If Niantic asks you to remove one recurring event in Pokemon Go, what would it be and why? You can answer the question when it's posted on social, such as Facebook and slash or Twitter. Or if you're a patron and our patron exclusive Discord, we post it there. You can also uh, leave us a voicemail at 262-588-7717. And you can also send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before we get into the email section, uh, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi, and they're going to be talking about Halloween Cup. Hey, I'm Fisher Nahida. And I'm DeFi 250 And welcome to GoCast PvP Corner. Last week, we promised we would cover the Flying Cup, and we are here to tell you that we will not be doing that. 
because uh, we realized after we recorded that, oh no, Halloween Cup is starting this Tuesday, so we should cover that first. We will try and do Flying Cup next week, but one thing we'll leave you with just for now is if you don't have one, try and find yourself a Shadow Aerodactyl, because that thing is going to murder during Flying Cup. I'm so excited to talk about Flying Cup, but I'm even more excited to talk about the Halloween Cup. I love Halloween, I love spooky season, I love fall, so I'm super excited about this one. The Halloween Cup runs from Monday, October 26th through Tuesday, November 3rd, so it's actually going to be in GBL for quite some time, and features only Pokemon that are Poison, Ghost, Bug, Dark, or Fairy typing. There's nothing excluded, there's no limitations other than just those five types. Right, so when you're putting together your team for the Halloween Cup, you can basically think about it in terms of Azumarill, Anti-Azumarill, and Anti-Anti-Azumarill. So, like, we all know how dominant Azumarill is in Great League. Uh, Whenever it's eligible for a Silph Arena Cup, it always makes a very strong showing there. It's very bulky, very annoying, um, and has great coverage with that Ice Beam. So, everything in the meta is kind of built around Azumarill and the, the threat that that poses. So, if you are starting with Azumarill, then obviously you're going to have to think about ways to counter Azumarill. Defye, how would you go about countering Azumarill? Well, my favorite Azumarill counter that is allowed in this meta is Galvantula, my favorite spooter. It has Volt Switch, Discharge, and its more recent move of Lunge. I absolutely love it. So that would be kind of my first option. But I also have quite a bit of love for Tentacruel. Tentacruel runs Poison Jab and Acid Spray. And you know me, I love debuffing moves. So with Acid Spray, along with Poison Jab, you can actually just like farm down Azumarill with Poison Jab. I would personally throw in a few Acid Sprays to kind of make that process go a little faster since (laughs) Azu is so bulky and because I love debuffs. But Tentacruel works really, really well to counter Azumarill. So uh, another pick uh, is Beedrill. Uh, that's a very popular Azumarill counter because it's also got that poison jab and it can it, you can run a few different movesets on that one. So uh, you can run X-Scissor Drill Run to, uh, I guess, have that bait potential with the X-Scissor and then hit some things hard with Drill Run. Or you could also go Drill Run Sludge Bomb. Uh, me personally, I'm probably thinking of not even running drill run because there's a lot of bugs and a lot of flyers uh, in this cup so maybe something like an aerial ace to hit those bugs super effectively and then sludge bomb to really really nuke the azumarill and a really underrated pick as well that you don't see very often but definitely has some play is swalot um it's got uh, that poison jab as well but it also has infestation if you want to run that with the really high energy generation um, nice and bulky, it's got Ice Beam to hit those grasses and flyers, um, it's got Sludge Bomb for Azumarill, it's, it's really, it's got some, it's got some play. Excellent. Some honorable mentions for Azu counters would be Muck, Muck running that Poison Jab and Thunder Punch, as well as Sludge Wave, all things that are going to hurt an Azumarill. And then Venusaur is always going to be a great choice in the Sylph Arena. 
but you have to be careful with Azumarill because Azumarill has Ice Beam. Uh, it doesn't take much to knock out Venusaur once you start throwing ice at it. But then when you start thinking about all these things that counter Azu, we have to think about what are you gonna do to counter those? Do you have any ideas, Fish? Yeah, a few. Funny you should ask. Um, so the most interesting one in my mind is the new kid on the block, which is Mandibuzz. Before Mandibuzz was in the meta, the meta was a lot more straightforward. You know, it was a lot more cleanly divided into that Azu, anti-Azu, and anti-anti-Azu. But now Mandibuzz has actually made things a little more interesting. It is incredibly bulky. It is bulkier even than Azumarill, <laughs> which we all know how bulky that is. Uh, to give you an idea, an Ice Beam from Azumarill, which is super effective against Amandabuzz, will take out a third of its HP, which is very, very low. By way of comparison, if you look at the next one on this list, which is Golbat, despite it having Poison Typing and a Poison Charge move in Poison Fang, it's still not actually a very good Azumarill counter because if it gets hit by an Ice Beam, that's gonna hurt. It's gonna take out most of the Golbat. Uh, but Having said that, Golbat is a good anti-anti-Azumarill pick because uh, the wing attack can take out a lot of bugs. Uh, it double and triple resists a lot of different type of moves, and that Shadow Ball does hit hard. Well, my favorite anti-anti-Azumarill probably on this list is Crustle running Smackdown. It is fantastic against bug Pokemon. It actually does better... Um, against Galvantula, it does pretty well. And I personally just, how can you not love Crustle? How can you not love it? <laughs> it's a cute Pokemon. Um, it's so cute. And then, of course, we're going to have Alolan Marowak in it pretty much again in any arena, in any meta that it's in. It's going to do well. Yeah, absolutely. I'd prefer Marwile um, because, yeah, I think Mandibuzz will be pretty prominent. And uh, Marwile will actually resist those dark moves rather than being weak to it like AWAC is. And also, I'm, I'm going to throw in Drifblim as another pick. Uh, it does have that same problem of being weak to Mandibuzz's moves, but it does resist Poison and Grass with that Ghost and Flying typing. So, uh, and with Icy Wind as well, that'll take out a lot of uh, Flyers and Grass types as well. So, um, it's definitely got some play as the anti-anti-Azumarill pick. And then, of course, at, in any meta, you're going to have some Pokemon that just don't quite fit into those roles. So, for example, we have Wigglytuff and Clip Fable rocking that charm damage. We have our other bulky dark Pokemon of Umbreon, as well as Dwylus running, and Dwylus running that Dragon Breath. Dragon Breath is just a broken, it's fast broken. move. It's so, <laughs> yeah. it's so good. <laughs> and then... It's the Halloween cup. It's spooky season. How could you not use a ghost type? So if you want to use a ghost type Pokemon in your Halloween cup, we'd recommend either Haunter or Gengar. You can also run Sableye, making sure that you kind of have that perfect best buddy rocking for Sableye. And then my favorite ghost is Frostlass. I love, love Frostlass. It's so spammy. Yeah, I, I love it too, because it does so well if it's got an energy lead. So if you, say, switch 
into a frost lass after a bad lead, get up a couple of powder snows before they can react with their own counter switch. Um, that extra energy is going to do the world of good. For sure. So looking back at all three categories as well as the wild cards, Fish, what are you thinking about running? What's going to be your line of three? Well, probably the first Pokemon that I'm going to put in my team of three is going to be Galvantula before even Azumarill because not only can Galvantula beat Azumarill, but it can also beat Mandibuzz, which we've said will be a very popular Pokemon. I'm also thinking maybe a Mawile as my my anti-anti-pick. Um, it can resist a lot of Mandibuzz's moves. Uh, the Fire Fang will beat the bugs very quickly, uh, force some people to make you know very quick decisions, which can often lead to disaster. And for my third, um, maybe a tentacruel, or one thing we haven't even discussed yet is a quillfish, which has the exact same typing as tentacruel and also has poison damage, but it also has a water gun as well for a little bit of neutral damage. Awesome. So for my picks, much like in my culinary tastes, I don't like too much spice. I, I pretty much run the straight meta. <laughs> so I'm probably going to throw an Azumarill in my team. It's bulky, and it's going to dominate the meta. And then I'll bring a Galvantula, because I have the rank one Galvantula, my favorite little spooter. I love it so much. So I'm going to bring that to deal with other Azumarills. And then as my third pick, I, I love Krussel so much. I love that Smackdown damage. It's going to be able to work really well against all those bug types. So that's probably going to be my three. Azu, Galvantula, and Krussel. Run that double bug. It's funny because I, I actually did want to run Krussel myself as well, but I knew you were going to pick that one, so I left that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> Just threw Quillfish in there. That's fair. Um, I think that's a show. I think so too. Let's kick it back to Chris and Kyle. Thank you, DeFi and Fish. Appreciate it. It's good to hear that Galvantula is getting a little bit of love. Love Galvantula. All right, this is going to be a little bit roundabout, but I mentioned emails before that. You might not have remembered that, but it was before that. So speaking of the emails, Kyle. Emails. Emails. Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the email section. First emails from Ryan, and they said, hey, GoCast. I'm writing in to ask you guys, what Pokemon would you most recommend to use the Elite TM we got from our special research? I've never used one and wanted to make sure I use it on the best possible Pokemon and move. If you guys could possibly give me the top five Pokemon to use it on, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks and happy hunting, Ryan. All right. Well, first, I think it's important to note that while Chris and I both have multiple ETMs, we still have not used them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kyle, uh, just take a moment to open up your bag and tell me how much of each you have. I Not that many. I haven't been buying them like you have. I think I have Okay. Uh, two charge, one fast. Yeah, two charge, one fast. Okay, I've got three fast, four charged. Oh, my gosh. I need to use these on something. I just yeah. don't know. But but okay, just because we're paralyzed with fear doesn't mean we don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> yeah, there are there are some good answers. All right, Chris, let's let's take turns. I'm sure you got some answers here. I'll go first. Okay. Shadow Ball Mewtwo if you don't already have it, or Psy Strike if you have the Shadow Ball. I would recommend on your Shadow Mewtwo in particular. That's a good suggestion. 
Uh, my first easy suggestion is going to be Meteor Mash Metagross. Great neutral DPS, excellent choice for cleaning out Rocket, Grunts, and the like. Uh, it's just a strong choice. Blast Burn Charizard is just really good. Fire-type DPS, especially if you Mega Evolve, as we've talked about, it just becomes insane. And it's also very good in PvP in Great League or Ultra League. Just a good general option. Heck yes, that's a good choice. Uh, I would probably say Sky Attack Moltres because it's like up in the top neutral DPS. If you didn't get a chance to catch Moltres while it was in raids for its return this past month, uh, then I an Elite TM for Sky Attack on a Moltres would be a good choice. So like probably talk to a few friends and find one first and not have to burn it. But that's a good choice. So I'm going to say Frenzy Plant Venusaur because it's very good in PvP. Yes. But with a caveat, along with my previous one, in that it is a community today move. So if you have the patience, we will get the opportunity in December, hopefully, to obtain it. Mm -hmm. But it's still a very valuable move and a worthwhile addition to whichever you know Venusaur you want to use. And if not in December, I have to say, remember, quote, some events in 2021, <laughs> end quote. So we might okay. have we might have that to look forward to. <laughs> but hopefully, Ryan, that answered your question. Thank you so much for your email. This next email is from Justice. Cryl. Justice. Yo, I live in Canada and it's snowing. I decided to go out and buy myself a pair of gloves that had that can touch touch screens. Did I mention I hate Canada? I hate Canada so much that I am staying inside and considering getting a, a spoof program oh don't do that this is always this is just kidding all right no i'm just kidding don't do that anyway <laughs> now that i have that out of the way on charmander community day me and my friend went out with his level 14 uh mom who also plays and his level 12 sister who called charmander char lambda love it i got 11 <laughs> shinies which beat the 10 i got from porygon community day i now have both mega charizard y and mega charizard x and the mega pokedex nice work how many shinies did you guys get uh 26 12 <laughs> one more time for the people in the back 12 <laughs> did you get the pass i did yes i finished that research did yes. you do the research kyle i did i did yeah buddy the only thing that's keeping me inside and not going out and grinding shinies is my professional fingerboard yes like a tech deck but professional i got into fingerboarding a lot and can do all sorts of tricks on it and i'm planning on giving up on it so I can go and get more shinies. <laughs> can I just say you're a literal monster for eating a Kit Kat like that? Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Everybody's attacking me all over the place and discord <sighs> or otherwise, whatever. Uh, and then it ends with scent for my shiny Charmander. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> also, can we take a moment to appreciate tech deck? I didn't know. I didn't know tech decks were still a thing. Well, I didn't I know that there was a professional version of them. I, I mean, I would believe that. I'd believe it. Yeah, I remember playing with those when I was a kid, but I uh, and I looked up a couple of videos of people using them and like actually doing insane tricks. And I was like, oh, OK, well, uh, I can, like, uh, ride not that good with my my four fingers. Yeah, yeah there you go. You have to use four fingers. <laughs> no, four fingers as in the first. Never mind. <laughs> as... <laughs> Thanks for explaining that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, four as in like four like when you're hitting a golf ball not as in like the number four technically yes they're spelled the same way but anyways yes, but but not like that at all like that but not at all okay yes. anyway thank you for the email justice appreciate it 
Next email is from Kevin Red Bull and New Little Tuna. Hey, Kyle and Chris, Kevin Red Bull here, writing for New Little Tuna. She wanted to make sure y'all knew what her favorite shiny is. She lost her OG account over a year ago and lost everything because her high school email was disconnected. Ooh. But after all that time, she has grinded her then backup account into an even better account than before. And recently, she was finally reunited with her favorite shiny, Moltres. Yeah. Everything is complete again. Thanks for listening. Much love. Kevin Red Bull and New Little Tuna. P.S. What's your favorite pizza topping? Mine is hands down pepperoni. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, congratulations to New Little Tuna on the shiny Moltres. That's awesome. Sorry to hear about your first account. That stinks. Got to get that sunburned chicken. That's right. That's right. Speaking of chicken, which is also a pizza topping. What, what about your favorite pizza topping, Kyle? Oh, it's pepperoni. It's It's not even a question for me. Yeah, I really like pepperoni, too. But like, OK, besides pepperoni, if you had to get a second topping, what would it be? Uh, sausage. <laughs> what a brave pivot. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> uh, what's the closest? Well, at least you didn't say bacon. I guess bacon is a closer parallel than put just nah, some of the other meat is, products. Bacon so. is saltier than pepperoni. That's uh, yeah. OK. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, I was going to say green pepper. Green pepper is my second favorite <sighs> topping. What? You don't like green peppers, dude? No. What? what? Not, on, not on pizza. OK. Like, well, on like their own? Sauces. Sure. But what about like dipped in ranch dressing after it's been sliced up and fresh? I don't like ranch. So you were born in the Midwest, <laughs> Kyle. And I am extraordinarily white. Yes. And how I don't how, how do you not like ranch? I don't like ranch. It flows through our veins, whether you like it or not. <laughs> wow, right. I'm. I feel like I don't. I don't know you. Oh wow. Okay. Well. Anyway, thank you for that email, Kevin, and uh, New Little Tuna. Really appreciate it. Can't <laughs> hit me with that, dude. This what? is tearing me apart. You can't hit me with that, or just like right now. Oh my god. <laughs> This next email is from Seth. Hiya. You mentioned in the last episode, episode 114, being able to have a four-hour episode dedicated to Just Takes. I have two words for that. Yes, please. So we got close today, <laughs> didn't we? We got pretty close. Yeah. But anyways, because I'm me and I like to pretend I work for Niantic and make fun things for everyone to enjoy, I have scrambled the eggs around to make them in what I would describe as, quote, better than our current egg pools. Get ready, folks. It's tinfoil hat time. Let me find mine. Hang on a sec. No, that's just a slab of metal. That's not going to sit on my head. All right. Forget what you know about eggs and Pogo. 2K, 5K, 7K, 10K, 12K eggs. What are those? How about 1K, 3K, 7K, 10K, and 50K? (laughs) 50K? Yikes. 1K eggs can be received from spinning photo discs at stops or gyms and will include the three starters from each generation currently in the game. All 1K buddy distance Pokemon and all baby Pokemon. Count me out. <laughs> I will never hatch one yeah. in my life. Please, no. no. But I'm very happy that all the starters are now relegated to one type of egg so I can avoid it like the plague. Thank you. 3K eggs can be received from opening gifts from friends and will include all current regional Pokemon in the game except the Lake Trio. Solid. That's a good identity for that egg. 7K eggs can be received from spinning photo discs at stops or gyms and will include Gibble, Dino, Axu, Dratini, Larvitar, Bagon, Riolu, Absol, Timber, Lapras, and Dowermaka. That's kind of a that's that's too good to be true sort of egg pool. Let me just say that. I mean, Gibble, Dino, and Axu. Oh, 
I mean, sign me up. But in 7Ks, who that's positive thinking right there. Uh, 10KX can be received by defeating TGR leaders, Team Go Rocket leaders, and will include the same Pokemon in the current pool minus Trubbish. You just fixed the problem. That's brilliant. <laughs> Way to go. 50k eggs can be received by defeating a tier 5 raid boss and will include all legendary Pokemon currently in Pokemon Go. I kind of like that, like a legendary lottery. That's kind of nice. Uh, what do you guys think about this? I try to make each pool have a good mix of both really good Pokemon and some hot garbage as well. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Seth. What do you think? I think the 7k pool needs more hot garbage. Especially yeah. if you're not going to change the, the strange egg pool. But otherwise. Absol Absol is probably the only thing in that 7k pool that would be considered hot garbage. And it's only hot garbage when it's in a really, really high tier egg pool on its own. Absol's great to hatch. Yeah, Absol's fine. It's it's only not fine when you jumped through 15 hoops, ran 35 <laughs> miles, fought 10 people, and then had to hatch it. That's true. <laughs> at least it wasn't a trubbish at the time. But the 50k egg from a tier five raid, that would be interesting. It would it would never happen just because like legendaries, they don't breed and, you know, that kind of main series game shenanigans. But it's a fun idea to explore legendaries that you can't currently get in the game right now. Right. I think so, too. Um, yeah, I think that they would never do something like that because of right the dissonance with what the main series games would want. Legendaries and eggs is just kind of a weird thing unless it was Manaphy, right? But yeah, no, I, I like the idea of getting it, especially if it's a chance from defeating a tier five raid boss and not guaranteed because to accidentally get a 50k egg is something that's going to require a lot of work. You know what I mean? To, to, to clear out. That's a big ask mm -hmm. if you didn't want it. <laughs> but I guess so is 12k to a degree nowadays. So that kind of makes sense. But anyway, thank you for the email, Seth. So this next email is from Jacket K, and he said, overall thoughts, this system can work, but something needs to change. This is in response to the current egg situation, as we've constantly been talking about, of course. I like the fact you earned them, being strange eggs, from beating the leaders. But if you want it to be a reward, I don't believe there should be booby prizes. Just take away a bit of the rewarding feel when you might not even get what you want. It feels more okay to have a gotcha system with field and gift eggs since you just received them and they aren't your prize from clearing a challenge. I feel like they can't have their cake and eat it too. If they're going to make the egg pool a gotcha system with booby prizes, they can't be tied to something that's a prize for winning something, like beating a rocket leader. It'd be like beating a boss in a video game and having your reward be a loot box. <sighs> Don't give EA any oh. ideas. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that exists in some form in some game. I believe it would feel a lot more fair if they did one of the following. Keep them as reward for beating the Rocket Leaders, but remove anything remotely undesirable. Keep the egg pool as is, but make them a reward you get from beating a grunt instead of a leader. They probably could even get away with increasing the odds of Lavatar if they did that. Not Trubbish, though. At least not as long as you have to walk 12 kilometers to hatch it without a bonus. It never really felt more valuable than a 5k egg Pokemon anyways. Let's put that aside for now and move on to concern number two. If you take out the appeal of the Pokemon being new, 10K eggs have a better overall value than 12K eggs. The most valuable thing out of a strange egg are the three new Pokemon and Dino. The thing is, none of the new three have a niche in the rating scene. Do they have PVP value? Possibly. No, they don't. They, they, <laughs> I they don't really think so. Don't. 
I think Mandibuzz has got something in the Halloween cup. Oh, its stats are so bad. Really, though? Maybe. Yeah, okay. yeah, so yeah. Fish and Teeth, I just mentioned it. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I, it's gross, though. But <laughs> Wait, design-wise? or uh, I mean, it's a vulture, but back to the <laughs> Okay, email. all right. But everything I've seen so far hasn't been too promising. That's not saying this egg pool doesn't feel suited to be more than 10K. I think they'd be perfect as an 8K egg but I could be content with it being nine or 10 K. It just doesn't feel more valuable than the current 10 K eggs. If they improve the egg pool to actually be more valuable than the 10 K egg pool, that would work too. Like I said, it's pretty good currently, but I'm concerned that's only because there are Pokemon tied to it, which is fine for now. But without those Pokemon having value outside of collection, that value will eventually wear away though. 10 is a nice, even number. So I'd be happy if nothing ever took more than 10 kilometers to hatch and thus it basically guaranteed a Pokemon. I agree with that idea for sure. Yeah. Although I will say that I get the 12K because Strange Egg, it's been kind of corrupted sort of by Rocket. So it takes work to hatch just like it takes work to purify. But yeah, or if you want to power up a shadow Pokemon, it costs more like that makes sense, I suppose. It just feels bad when it's more than 10. Yeah, yeah. Concern number three is one I've already heard complain about a lot. And honestly, it's something we've been well overdue for since gift eggs were introduced into the game. An egg toggle. In your egg screen, just flip it on when you want to receive eggs and flip it off when you don't. Simple solution that works for all parties involved. There are other solutions people have suggested like transferring eggs or splitting the eggs you get from the field and those you receive in events to two different sets of slots. I'd be cool with those too. I just think this would be the simplest way that could please both consumer and company. The issue with just don't spin stops is that people low on resources can't afford to do that. There's already been a couple situations where I've had to choose between catching Pokemon or getting an egg because I was low on Pokeballs. You can't open gifts to get more because that can randomly give you an egg and you can't spin stops because that can randomly give you an egg. Getting a gift egg when you just want more Pokeballs was an issue with this game even before these new eggs were introduced. I just want to say that I was rapidly opening gifts today and then I got distracted and didn't skip one and I saw an egg and I'm like, no, what have I done? <laughs> and I checked. I only had two and I'm like, oh, thank God. GG, <laughs> so bro. But that's funny, relate. though. Are you still on that single regular incubator life? No. <gasps> Did you buy a box for community day? I bought a box so that I could hatch the 12K eggs in uh-huh. some kind of reasonable amount of time right yeah yeah yeah. free to play uh-huh yeah <laughs> so far it's the only thing i've used them on but i also am not at work so i'm not getting any distance because i'm sitting in my chair all day so that's fair enough the only thing that i don't use super incubators on is regular 2k eggs i will not use incubators on 5ks and the garbage that are in them yeah but i want to get to that chikorita faster no <laughs> It's not, it's not possible anymore. But I think I've got a few old 5K eggs that just really just surprise me tomorrow or the day after. I'm like, oh, that's right, new eggs. Oh, let's write old eggs. But anyways, with Jacket's email, there's definitely a lot of points that a lot of the community are really feeling. And I think the most important one is the egg toggle. I think there's a way to implement that and still make it feel good when you tie back to the main series game. Because that's that's the primary concern when you're talking about managing your eggs is you got to stay true to the main series which doesn't really give you forgiveness for managing eggs either right no it does not 
until then, I'm just going to have to suffer through not spinning stops. I think so. And I think the jacket really eloquently and beautifully laid out a lot of the communal concerns about this. This kind of nailed it for me. He hit the nail on the head for sure from the sentiment I've seen around and, and you know, like on social, especially around the 12K eggs. It's not it's not bad. It just doesn't feel good enough. You know what I mean? It's not that it can't be good in that space. It's just the mechanics around egg acquisition are just so frustrating to manipulate to your advantage that sometimes you just get messed up and then you get stuck, you know, with like your situation, seven gay eggs. If you had been going through those and your drop rate had been better, right, then you would have just been full up and you would have been out of luck. Yep. And that's kind of a bummer. But anyway, thanks for the incredibly well-written email jacket. This last email is from Mitch. Hello, Chris and Kyle. Hey, Mitch, what's up? Hello. I come to you today with a message about gifting. Oh, okay, good. Not about <laughs> eggs. <sighs> On the Zoom social call last week, I decided I would time how long it took me to open all of my daily gifts. With skips, my bag filling up, and other problems, it took me 5 minutes and 42 seconds to be done with gifts for the day. This is just a PSA to everyone that complains about daily gifting. Do it. I will say that I always use the quick open gift where you skip the gift opening animation. How do you do that? If you just hit the back button, at least on Android, it skips it. Oh, I'm an iPhone, so I'm just out of luck, I think. Okay. All right. Well, cheat. Okay. All right. Anyway, I hope you guys are doing well and that everyone opens their gifts. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling attacked right now. I have oh. no idea to open your gift today. Uh, well, uh, maybe I won't today. Maybe I won't. It was one of the ones I opened before I realized I was getting eggs and I'm like, no, I have to stop. <laughs> True. Fair enough. Um, I'm writing this email to you just before Charmander Community Day. I expect a full nostalgia trip back to the first Charmander Community Day back in 2018. Also, mark my words, November Community Day will be starly. I'm excited, but I have a feeling a lot of people aren't. No. It's not going to be starly, There's bro. No There's no way. way. There's no way. There's no, no way. Old goals. Do 10 battles in GBL. I haven't played since Great League was in rotation. I totally forgot about this. LOL. <laughs> it's me. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to the pantheon of, of GoCast goal setting. <laughs> 90 plus kilometers for the next fall fitness challenge check. I believe I am on track for this. Awesome. 20 plus shiny Charmander probably will happen. I believe it did happen based on what I remember reading in the Discord. So good on you. 333 purified drum roll, please. As of 10.13 a.m. on October 17th, I have purified 386 shadow Pokemon. You you didn't have to. We told you you didn't have to. And you went and you done did it. 386. Do you have? Did you take out a Stardust loan? Do you owe some, some interest? Are you in Stardust debt? Sounds like it. New buddy, shiny 69% IV Charizard. Good job. Nice work. New goals, 90 plus kilometer for the next fall fitness challenge check. Remote raid a shiny Giratino. We're in this together, Kyle. Oh, you might just be alone in that one now, Mitch. <laughs> mm. Hatch a Sandile, smiley face. Yeah, dude, I felt that way when I hatched mine, so I'm sure you will. And purify 400 plus by next podcast episode. Oh, that's Good luck on that. Yeah, it's only 14 more of the... I'm going to reiterate, you don't need to do it. Oh, it's okay. It's no, wait, okay. Mitch, for our say, how much Stardust you got next next time you check in? I want to know. Yes, I want to know. He's like, this... five? We're like, 5,000? He's like, no, five. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is where he writes and he's like, yeah, I have 14 million. And we're like, oh, you're like, Ken. 
Yeah. <laughs> but like, remember, remember that Mitch was on vacation. He was camping one time and said, oh, I couldn't play. And then he got like 16 different shinies. So he <laughs> emailed us like, oh, I was on vacation. I get to play much. But here's my haul that most people get in six months. We're like, dude, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Alrighty, then. Another episode of GoCast Podcast in the books. Shiny vibes all. Mitch cooks gravy or Harry, I suppose. He gave us all the names. I'm going to list them every time. Thank you for the email, Mitch. Those sound like great goals and good luck. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email just like these fine folks did, you can do so by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail to the number 262-586-7717. If you forgot either of those, you can visit our website and see them listed there under the contact tab. I believe it's called contact. Well, it's something like that at www.gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, our most active social media account, at GoCastPodcast. Like us on Facebook, the GoCast Podcast. Follow us on Twitch. Our Twitch channel is twitch.tv forward slash GoCastPodcast. I do an art stream of varying types, mostly fusions of Pokemon on Mondays at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And on Thursdays, Kyle and I play together at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're finishing up Crystal right now. I thought for sure this last Time would have been our last time on Crystal, and <laughs> boy, were we wrong. Yeah, we were very wrong. <laughs> we weren't even just like a little wrong, Kyle. We were big yeah. wrong. We yeah. were big wrong. Um, and also, now seems like a good time to say, hey, on Halloween, Kyle and I will be doing a uh, a kind of like, you know, uncut sort of stream. We're going to be playing a, a horror game together. It's one of my favorite games called Dying Light. Uh, and we'll get more details to all of you as we get closer. Check these social feeds for more information if you're interested in hanging out during that stream. It's going to be fun, especially since lots of people will have to be sadly inside for Halloween this year. This to be a fun alternative, I think. And then lastly, if you'd like to help support us on Patreon, you can do so uh, by visiting patreon.com forward slash GoCast podcast, the minimal tier of only one dollar a month. Gets you access to the greatest benefit that a patron can have, which is access to our patron exclusive discord, which is a spectacular place. I hang out in there every single day. Kyle does, too. I've seen him there can confirm. Shout out to our elite level trainers. Thank you for your generous support. Shout out to Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zek Walker, Splinteris, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Lori and John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're almost done here, Kyle. We just got to set some goals and then we can skedaddle. So what are your goals for this upcoming week, sir? Man, what do we have coming up? A lot. So Okay. All righty. First and foremost, take part in the Catch Mastery Ghost Day. Mm -hmm. It's coming up this Sunday. Take part at least somewhat. I know I'm working, but we'll see. Second, Darkrai is coming. Okay. And Darkrai... Let's face it, he's like ghost adjacent. So I'm I'm gonna attempt to get a, a shiny dark rye. Okay. Uh what else we got? We got the yeah, Halloween event starting on the twenty-third. So we're gonna have the special research, we'll have the spirit tomb in research tasks, all that stuff. Oh my gosh, that's all happening. Why? So much. Uh, how could I forget Mega Gengar also this Friday? True. I'm going to raid a bunch of Mega Gengar. I don't have a number, but ooh, that's going to compete with that that shiny Darkrai. Maybe yeah, maybe I'm actually, I'm going to replace the shiny Darkrai, even though I still want it, with 
doing the Mega Gengar. I okay, well this. then you you gotta you gotta put some sort of like what what just until you have a Mega Gengar is that what you want to do? That's minimum. I want to do okay. more than that. I'm looking to cap out my Mega Gengar candy sometime in the near future. Oh oh geez, so, okay, nice. What is that? Is that only two? Is that three now? Yeah, it's it's two. If you got rid of the shiny Darkrai, so I've got Catch uh, Mastery event. Get a Mega Gengar. Uh, then I want to finish the. A spooky message unmasked. Hopefully, it's not like the catch hundred and eight, do a hundred and eight berries again. Since it's not, it could spirit, be. It's not purely spirit tomb, though. I think so. <laughs> that still could be the it is the end goal. They said so. Maybe they'll still pull that, which would be funny. Okay, I will still do it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Great. That sounds good to me. All right, Kyle. Half of my goals are like looking in a mirror. Are you ready? I'm also going to participate in the catch mastery day. I'm going to keep the goal that you had and then got rid of of catching the shiny dark ride that's on my to-do list. I want to finish the Halloween research. I'm going to kind of let Mega Gengar go because I'm sure it's just going to kind of happen in passing since we're going to get some, I think, bonus energy from something else along the way. Um, but I really, really, really want to hunt for a shiny spirit tomb because if I don't, there's literally no other time of year that I'm going to have the opportunity. So I'd like to do that now. Uh, and that's pretty much it. That's two shinies. And I'm going to regret those two in particular. I know it already I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, dear listener. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out to the end of this very long episode. Uh, and Kyle, thanks for sticking it out. Uh, I'm happy to be here. It was, it was a long one today. It definitely, it definitely was. But anyway, we'll see you all next week for episode 116. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.